What's up, everyone? This is the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And boy, do we have something fun to talk about today. Uh, on top of the discussion we're going to have on the original trilogy in the series, as a continuation of the series that we've been doing that we started last week. Uh, but first and foremost, um, please continue to stay safe. We're going to be here during quarantine we want you to be here and listen during quarantine, so please stay mm-hmm. safe and stay inside and listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, but without further ado, <laughs> I, news. I'm watching Jeremiah's face. Uh, as you all know, Jeremiah is a massive Ahsoka fan. Yep. And this last week, we found out the massive news that Rosario Dawson... Supposedly news. It's uh, I'm That video that you just sent pretty confirmed. Oh, there's yeah. a video that I haven't seen yet? Yeah. I, no. IG pretty I, much confirmed. IGN, yeah. But anyways, Rosario Dawson has been cast... Allegedly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed at this point. But, but it's... In, okay. It's interesting finish, that, finish, she's, yeah. she's been cast as Ahsoka Tano uh, for season two of The Mandalorian, which is a show that is near and dear to all three of our hearts. And a character, also a character that is very near and dear to all three of our hearts, and now they're going to be merged into one, and supposedly, giant heart, she is going to not just be a cameo, but actually play a pretty key role in the second season. Mm-hmm. So, and this is all speculation and rumors, and potentially spoilers. Just so you know, so if we just spoil something big for you, the whole internet already did. So don't blame us. Blame Google. Yeah. But, so, allegedly, this is causing um, her entrance is also going to cause her whole own spinoff series. Yes. That's so, they are, too. they well, they are going to gauge the fan reaction to her as a live action character. Because, I mean, we all know she's never been live action before. What is there to gauge unless she just sucks at well, that's the thing. They're trying to they're trying to gauge if Rosario is going to be a good fit, if the character is going to translate. I mean, because she's she was created as a CG character, so is it going to translate well into the real world? And and but so I feel like we've seen the species, like not her species, sure, but like well, we've seen Shakti in live action. Yeah, so I don't understand what is there to gauge. Except for because people, people don't like her, but okay. if this if, Here, ga- if she's gauge a, this right now, I'll tell it, you what the if, problem is going to be. If she's a big role, right? Then there's nothing to gauge. They already gave us like the if people don't like her, they ruined half the season two allegedly. Right. So well, and I think I they're playing understand. it safe because with the way the fan base has been, whether you love it or you hate it, uh, there we've been a little temperamental with what we've gotten from Disney so far and with the Mandalorian being such a hit and such a, a really well-received show, I'm sure they're trying to be cautious, but I, for one, am really excited 
because I like I, I was looking at uh, a picture of her face and she has the <laughs> okay for real though. <laughs> My wife also thinks this uh, the this very same thing. She's super pumped, but she has the like the facial structure. It it matches what an adult Ahsoka would be. I disagree. Because okay. because her cheekbones are very prominent, but Ahsoka in Rebels as an adult, as she has a much smoother face. Well, that's the, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they took artistic liberties in Rebels. Everything was a little bit smoother in Rebels. That's true. Right, but if you look at the art fans, style in Rebels, compared, I understand that. But fans different. have seen fans have seen her as an adult from Rebels, and so when you see sure. her as an adult in live action, there's going to be a disconnect. I will tell you, I think of all of the accomplished female actresses in Hollywood right now that we know about, I think she is probably the best pick. Now, in Jeremiah's well, thought, he just no, no, wants... no, no. Let me speak for myself. Okay. Okay, so honestly, yes, I do agree that she does have similar facial features, like look to Ahsoka, like, especially sure. um, with her her like wider lips, like yeah. her mouth. Like Ahsoka has a wider mouth, like in... Yeah, the in, brow line is also... Very similar. And so, as well. like, I could think, like, they could pull off the physical look. Um, and she also has a skin color that's also very similar. Like, it's not just orange, but yeah, it would be easy to to transition her skin color to a more orange rather than a a white person or a black person to a right orange color. So right. it'd be easier for them to do it. So she has that going for it. One, she she's expressed for the last couple of years that she's wanted to do live action. So she knows that she's. Her heart's going to be in it because she knows the yeah. character. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's all of these positives to it. The problem is the voice. I, It's going to be hard for me to to hear Ahsoka if it's a different actress's voice. I agree with that. But then, as of last week, you, you say that you like Anakin from Clone Wars voice over the real actor, Anakin. So, I don't understand... Like, what if you like the way she goes with it? I'm, there, there's there's too much content. Because the reason I like Matt Lanner's voice is because I'm there's so much more content. I'm more used to it. But the live-action Anakin, there's less screen time. And so it, it's yeah. it's hard for me to think of Anakin as Hayden Christensen when all of, most of what I know of Anakin is Matt, Matt Lanner. Same with Ahsoka. We've only known Ashley Eckstein for for hours and hours and hours of content. Yeah. And to hear a change of voice, it's going to be in the minority and it's going to be like, this isn't, this is just another Taruga mm-hmm. or whatever her species Togruta. is. Togruta. I just think it's one. It is interesting that they have not. She as an actor has not confirmed this. And also Disney or star Wars have not confirmed this, 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 either. this leaked on the, episode that Ahsoka comes back. Don't you think that's kind of a little, like... On the nose? Like, oh, it just happens to be on the same day that it got leaked as Ahsoka's return on Clone Wars? Like, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, but when the IG fact makes that, a video uh, yeah, yeah. on I was it, gonna it say the, makes it more And they've made it. a few different videos now. They've made, like, three. If uh, The fact that IGN has gotten this, they don't they don't play with what they produce. Mm-hmm. And if they're, if they're going to be talking about speculation, normally their articles are very clear. It's like... These ten Star Wars theories that might actually be true, blah blah blah. It's like very clear that they're talking about yeah. speculation. I don't and so, like the way IGN talks about Star Wars because 
they use the wrong terminology sometimes, and it drives me nuts. But when they ever express interest into something, like what they do, video games like amazingly. They cover video games. They're pretty much spot on. So if IGN is getting this news, there was a lot of bad articles that came out that was saying this right away too. But if IGN saying that it's legit, most likely legit. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not confirmed. It's I just don't understand it why they wouldn't acknowledge it. Why no? Why they wouldn't cast Ashley to do it? I don't think the facial structure is as close. There, but there is she did an actual cosplay of her before, and it looks very well, very good. Of Ashley did it like where she's in a complete up, costume Andrew. with the makeup. And yeah, and that that's a that was more like an amateur version. If you're having Lucasfilm, yeah, transform her into Soka, then that would be even better. Also, obviously, it would be super expensive, but I would prefer uh, a motion cap CG face of, of Ahsoka in live action. Um, oh, I, I'm no. totally fine with that. No, I. I think you're too stuck on here, the way No, 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 no. Here's looks. here, and you watch Corridor Digital, so yes. you're going to understand what I'm about to say. Yes. The most difficult thing to be reproduced in CG is yes. a face. Yes. And 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 it and but we will know immediately right. if right. it's off. Right. But that is a human face. They always talk about a human face. If it's an alien face, there's more forgiveness. Sure. They always they always point that out. That is true. But and I mean, so, if you look at Leia and the Rise of Skywalker. It's rough. The young Leia in Rise of Skywalker is yeah. rough. The young Luke is really good, but the young Leia in Rise of Skywalker is rough. Yeah, really rough. Yeah, I yeah. I and that, see that's it. that's just an amateur. Yeah, I could see it rendering. If they did it, had a professional team do it, she could pull it off. Now, I would say Ashley's probably way too short. To play her, I was just about to say. I feel like the height is probably the hardest thing because Mando is naturally a taller person. Because I know Ahsoka as an adult with with her top of her blue tips or whatever, blue and white tips on her head, she's like six four. So wait for real? Yeah, but that's that's the added point. I mean, she's top. got like eight inches to a foot on top of her yeah. head. So maybe so I don't know how tall Ashley is. She's probably what five seven or something like that. Um, or maybe even shorter. I don't know. So it would be harder to pull that off. Um, but if they're adding eight inches, like it, it could be close enough where people wouldn't notice. I Okay, here's the thing. Here's my thing. I am not as attached to Ahsoka. Very clearly, right? I love Ahsoka. I don't think and, you're and going to my... hear anyone on any <laughs> news, any Star Wars, anything that is as attached as Jeremiah. So... My thing is as long as they do a good job, Me too. I'm I'm pumped. Even if it's her voice, even if it's Rosario's voice, like as long, it, it's more important to me that they get the look and then they get the character, the but character itself, if, and then also Ahsoka's actual character, like her her emotional character. If mm-hmm. they get that right, I I can I can be fine with the voices because the thing about it is is we got Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan before. D. Bradley Baker, mm-hmm. or not D. Brad, D. Brad, D. Bradley Baker? No, 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 no. no. Uh, God, what's his name? Um, Ian McGregor. No, not Ian McGregor. Obi Wan, the voice, the voice of. Oh, I, don't know. I literally just read his name yesterday and I forgot it. Uh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, 
I feel like it's Dave or something. <laughs> it's not Dave. Dave oh, gosh. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry for not knowing this off the top of my head. But Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I feel like the same thing is with Obi-Wan, a young Obi-Wan. James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. Okay, so I, was close, I, I had, you know, we had, we had Ewan. God, give, leave me alone. <laughs> so we had deep, uh, not, dang it, Ewan McGregor. That's what I'm going to say. And then James Arnold Taylor. Um, They're not the same. They're close, but they're not the same. And I'm fine with that. Because I love Obi Wan from the movies, and I love Obi Wan from the Clone Wars. Doesn't I feel like if she works? I mean, she's an actress, right? Like, yeah, she's been in some of the best. Like, she's been she played Rent, and like, and she was Batgirl, and Barbara Gordon in the Lego Batman movie, which I loved. So I feel like as a professional actress, like if she can hit the voice just enough. Feel yeah. like it's gonna bring us into it. And here's the thing, I think. <laughs> okay, at the end of the day, and it's doing, only for one potential only one season. Yeah, but I will they, tell you that voiceover stuff gets really tricky when does. you're dealing with a live actor but, or actress. But Star Wars has pulled it off with Maul and Solo. That was a short scene. I mean, if we're talking episodes, even if it's a full episode, just one ep- one forty five minute episode. And she plays a pivotal role in that episode. That's a lot. I mean, and if we get her, I want her to. I don't want to see her in the background running around. Yeah. Or I don't want to see her just like standing there with two lightsabers, and then that's the yeah. end of season two. Yeah. Like I want her to be in the show. I don't want her to take over the role. I think that's the biggest thing that oh, we sure. should be. We don't want her to overshadow the Mandalorian. As the Mandalorian podcast, I feel like we should be mostly just scared about. Yeah. See them it, taking away from. It, Mando. But even set aside the whole the the Rosario Dawson being the actress. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that they would announce that Ahsoka is going to be in it. Like what? That's a giant spoiler. What if they told you that the that's target right. I think in Mandalorian was, was going to be a baby Yoda? It right wasn't. People. It wasn't leaked. I know, officially. but but it just seems like it's it's such a huge leak that yeah. And, I mean, and you know what's funny to me when I heard that. I got so excited. Mm-hmm. I wasn't disappointed. Like, yeah, it would have been a it would have been a phenomenal surprise. Don't get me wrong, but if this is for real, then I'm even more excited for what's to come. Yeah, it's it's kind of a win win for me. Like, I would have been blown away if it had been a surprise. But I'm also really excited if it's real. And it's it's also just plot wise. Like, like I would rather have Ahsoka have her own show. Especially if, if, it was, well, I mean, if it was Ahsoka Sabine live action show looking for Ezra, that's what I would love. But for sure. for and it's supposed to be during the same time. The Mandalorian takes place during the same time that Ahsoka and Sabine are looking for Ezra. Now I don't want to no. know. Yes, yes, it is. Is it because the epilogue at the end of Rebels was it's after was six? Post oh, that's six. true. That's true. That's right. That's and it right. was seemed like it was a time. If it was, anything, it was like a year before. Sure. Or well, it, it, was, after. it was after the war, and, no, and Lothal like, was already restored to like its glory days, and so it's already yeah, like, so probably it's sometime probably, after Episode sure. Six. And it so, could be after Mandalorian. It, that that could be too. Here, here's the one thing: it makes sense, and here's why it makes sense to me. <gasps> whoa, whoa, calm down over there. What do you? Okay, do you, first of all, this should have just been an episode of Mandalorian. <laughs> anyway, yeah, actually, but I'll probably clip in. You'll probably hear it over there too. Anyways, 
But what I was going to say, spoiler alert to everyone who has not seen the last episode of The Mandalorian. Okay, this is a spoiler alert. If you've not seen the last episode of The Mandalorian, I'm giving you three seconds to pause this. Oh, no, those traits. All right, keep going. Okay, Darksaber. <laughs> the Darksaber shows up yes. at the end. The, well, after Return of the Jedi, the only person in the Star Wars galaxy, theoretically speaking, that has any history with the Darksaber is her. That and, is alive. Well, and Mandalorians. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Let me clarify. The only Force user. Okay. The only Jedi, yes. somewhat Jedi related person in the galaxy at that time, because Luke Luke might not know who it is, what it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Jedi knowledge he's uncovered, but she was directly involved with the dark saber, and so Correct. I I could see her playing a really valuable role. Okay. So what if Mandel is tr- trying? We're speculating here. We do need to get into the the actual but, thing, but um, if Mando is finding Yoda's home planet, yeah, and they bump into Ahsoka, oh, yeah, and another Mandalorian, I feel like that oh, ties their shit. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this, now I know why you're reacting the way you yeah, were. It ties oh. in their own personal show. <laughs> so this could build up and then that we is take some it Marvel. from this and then they go with them. That is some MCU level connection yeah. right there. Oh. So so are you that's saying, even better. So are you saying that Heck the yeah. Mandalorian's going to evolve into No, 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 no. Or no. it's gonna connected with bounce off. Yeah, it's gonna bounce off and then and then we'll have Ahsoka's T V show. Yeah. Like well, think the next coming, think, which they're think, already like rumored. Yeah, that. think about the way. Be. Have you seen any of the CW shows? No. Okay, so in the DC universe, you're, love, you're getting a little. T- yeah, I understand what you're going. Love it or hate it. There's all these crossover episodes that yes. happen happen at different points in the timelines yeah. of each yeah. of the shows. So it could be a crossover w- with her and Sabine that takes place, and it could at some take other... like Sabine could help because it was her lightsaber. Yeah, she gave it away. Oh, what would be cool though? Anyways. No, this is what would be cool is if there's one episode where it's Ahsoka and Sabine meet up with the Mandalorian. Yeah. And then they do the uh, Sabine-Ahsoka series mm-hmm. where they're meeting with the Mandalorian is in the middle of, like, the season one of that yeah, one. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what, what I was DC saying. Does, so, yeah. like, you that's see... That's what I was saying. See, oh, yeah. That's what DC does. So, so you, you don't see, get, like, like uh, the opposite perspective halfway through the yes. first mm-hmm. season of a... That's what I'm saying, though. I feel like because... Ahsoka allegedly could be traveling with another Mandalorian. But, but let's be honest, Lucasfilm is not going to take that kind of risk. Dude, they might. <laughs> it's not Lucasfilm. Ke- Kevin is Feige Disney Plus going to oh, take that. Kevin Feige Kevin, is beginning to get involved in Star Wars now. There is that. Yes. Well, he's like going to run it. Yeah. Well, I so, thought he was going to just do one movie. The, the, no, he's going to like run the the next movies. Allegedly, like I don't. He's, I don't know if he's I taking that he much was, of a role. I thought he was just doing one movie. Just one movie. Yeah. Why would you have so, such a big dog, dog just do a... To, to gauge the audience Well, <laughs> anyways, all of this to say, I'm excited about the news. Even if it is potentially ruining a spoiler. As, as long as Rosario Dawson can pull off a voice that is close enough to Ashley, I, I'll accept it. Okay. But I just feel mm-hmm. that at the end You've of the day... You've heard it here, everybody. I just feel at the end of the day, it's kind of a... Uh, an insult or whatever to Ashley that that she is Ahsoka and she's not cast as Ahsoka. Well, yeah. well, well, Ewan McGregor was Obi Wan. Yeah, but we're we're going no, 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 no. We're no, going no. opposite though. It's the same concept. <laughs> no, 
I, I understand, and I know that Ashley has been, like, saying that she wants to do it, but maybe when they brought it to her, she wasn't able to do it. Yeah. If I was Ashley, I would quit every other job I have, and yes, I'll do live action. I, yeah, I don't I don't know, or maybe she's not physically able to do it. Well, yeah. Anyway, we should probably jump into the rest of the okay, show. Okay, but anyways. Well, here's the thing. All I'm saying is, as an artist, if you quit all of your other jobs, you're only working for a few episodes at the end of a series. Like, yeah, it might turn into a TV show, but you also have to think about the fact that when that work is done, you have no work if you quit all the other yeah. jobs. That's the same thing with being a musician. Like, y- you literally get paid based on per. your opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> per thing. So, anyways, but. I just think if they do what I just said, and then make it a tie-in, and then dude, take those two heck, and do yeah. their thing. And it makes so much sense because she is traveling with a potential Mandalorian. Who actually had the lights, the that saber, the dark saber. Yeah. So if he wants to get full knowledge about it, he's gonna go to his source. That could be her. Just saying, or he brings it to her once he gets it back. What if Sabine gives I her think, some of the, the gadgets that she has yeah, to fight the Jedi? Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, I want Sabine and the Mandalorian more than Ahsoka. Honestly, mm, it would make more sense. I want to see Ezra as a full blown Jedi. Okay. Anyways. That's, anyways. Anyways. All right. That's like a whole different so let's podcast. Let's step away from the news for a second. Yes. So uh, if you enjoyed this episode of the Mandalorian podcast, make sure you tune in to Empire Radio and Clone Wars Saved. Yep. All right. And vice versa. So before we get into episode four, five, and six. Yes. Let's do it. Look, Jeremiah's gonna be so heated tonight. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm more. I'm, my heated part is already done. For you're, okay. You're already here cooling down. <laughs> is it time for a a word? Is time for 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 a coffee break? Oh, oh. oh, there we go. All right. Here's the thing. We have a sponsor for this episode, and the three of us uh, would really, really love it if you would listen intently to this this portion of the episode, and then go do it. Go. go you know do what I'm saying? What we just yeah. Tell you to do. Do it. Anyways. Uh, so our sponsor for this episode um, is Wesley Andrews, and for those of you that don't know, they are a, an award-winning coffee uh, shop roaster in the Minneapolis area. Um, if you live in Minneapolis or St. Paul, you have probably heard about them before, especially if you enjoy coffee to any degree. But if not, uh, just take my word for it and Drew's word for it. Uh, he has a pretty special connection to them, um, potentially by working there. <laughs> um, just a little bit this, the the beans uh the quality everything is worth what you're paying for uh we've been talking about this uh in the the you know the last you know quite a few weeks um and i've been drinking their coffee i got some beans but then this last week i actually or this last weekend started a subscription myself i'm super pumped i know that it will not be a waste of my money um so the cool thing is, mentioning the subscription, is that you can have the coffee delivered straight to your door. So for those of you who are in states uh, that have done shelter-in-place orders or you're just quarantining during the COVID pandemic, you can have coffee delivered to your door that um, you can brew at home that is the same quality as you would get, if not better than most places, honestly. So, Well, right now, most places that you do go that are third wave, that is really good. Should be closed. Yeah, at least if, they're they're inside shops. Yeah, you know? so this is a this is a huge advantage for you to get high quality coffee without having to take the risk of being infected. Um, so I think you should just go out and uh, do it. Just sign up for. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Sign up for a subscription. 
uh, go to wesleyandrews.cc and start a subscription using the code Empire Radio. No space, capital E, capital R. That is Empire Radio, capital E, capital R, with no space in between. And get 50% off your first purchase of your subscription. I did it, and it works. <laughs> yeah, you did it. And I looked at the receipt, and I was like, oh, this is Andrews. Yep. So, so then I roasted them, a couple good batches of coffee. Yeah. And, and I got my sticker. We've been talking about the stickers yes. every time, that if you use this code, you'll get a free Mandalorian podcast sticker. And I received my sticker tonight Yes, in he, person. He, he got it. So you He's should do it. stickered. You need to do so, it. So just do it. You won't regret it. Like Andrew said, make sure you go to wesleyandrews.cc. Go sign up for the subscription today, and you can get that either weekly, bi-weekly, oh, right. or monthly basis. And Andrew, you what? You did bi-weekly. I did bi-weekly. That's a lot of coffee. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, I'm also gearing up to just start making up or over like a French press every day. Yeah. So who knows when you'll get called to stay home. Exactly. So I'm trying to kind of hunker down. Some people are buying toilet paper in bulk. I'm buying coffee. To each his own. But you should probably buy toilet paper after you have coffee. That's a f- <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to segue to uh, part two in a series that we started last week. Yes. And what we're doing, for those of you um, that have not yet caught up, we are taking each of the trilogies um, by themselves. So we're going to talk about the movies, rank them uh, based on our favorites, and then uh, at the end of all this, we are going to be ranking all of the movies in one massive kind of shootout. Uh, so this week, we did the prequels last week. And this week's the original trilogy, the OG Star Wars experience. Uh, Four, five, and six. Yep. So we're going to rank the movies. We're going to go. I think we'll follow the same format that we did last week where we'll briefly tell. Um, our order. Yeah, our order. And then we'll just kind of start with. What, number three? Each of our number threes. Mm-hmm. And then work our way back up to one. Is and that then what we did last week? No, last week no. we started with our favorite. Yeah. Oh. And then we're Oh, yeah, down. yeah. Okay, so yeah. we'll start with our favorite. We'll work our way to number three. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to rate the trilogy as a as a trilogy at the end. We're going to give it our lightsaber rating out of ten. Yes. So stay tuned. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a juicy, long episode yeah. for you guys. Yeah, this is where the fun begins. We're already 25 minutes into the episode. We haven't even started <laughs> the episode. This might so. actually end up being an hour and a half. Who knows? Yes. Anyways. It should be because, well, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who went first? Uh, Jeremiah, go ahead. Yeah, Jeremiah, start us off. So this for me, this one isn't as clear-cut and easy of a decision as last week's episode um, because... I already know what my bottom one is, but my oh god! But, but my the other two, I go back and forth. Okay, and so my de- that's fair. My decision for this order tonight is based off my last viewing of the original trilogy, which was back in like December, just before episode nine came out. I sure. binged all the movies, and so like you should have. Amen. So I this is based off of that viewing, and next time I see watch the trilogy again, I could change it again. So who knows? Okay. So. He's not committed to this. I'm not committed. Tell, tell me more. So, top, number six. Can I? Can we guest? No, I just said it. Oh. Yeah, Re- he said number Return, six. Return of the Jedi, then Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And then <laughs> A New Hope. <laughs> well, it's so funny. You'll, no. you'll, you'll know in a second. Why? Because the same as last week's order? No. Oh, oh. I didn't even see. 
I went three, two, one last yeah. week. This is yeah, six, you, five, four. Yes, right. you did. <laughs> um, so it's kind of weird because, um, or actually, we, yeah, we, go, we go, go, go our order. I was, like, I, I was my order. Go six, five, four. <laughs> All right, Drew. Four, five, six. Four is your favorite. Four is my favorite. Oh, thank God, we're gonna have some diversity because mine's six, five, four. Mine's Six. the same. Mine's the same as Jeremy. Oh, yeah. So Dang, I, bro. I have a hard. T- oh I had a hard time with this one. So four. Oh my. Four is definitely my least favorite. Oh which, my. Oh yeah. Which is not okay. Which is not oh, for these Lord. three. Which is not saying much because I love, I love these movies more than any other Star Wars movies. But we'll get into that later when we rank them. Uh, but the problem. Is I thought you as were gonna a, match me a hundred percent. No, <laughs> so disappointed in me. I, as, as a movie, if I was grading it based on a movie as a whole, mm-hmm. five would be my top. As a as a package, development, just plot. I mean everything. Five would be the top, but for nostalgic reasons and personal feeling reasons, six is is my top. So. The reason why I did four, five, and six is four. I'm not gonna say why I picked four as my top, but I think five, like you said, is. I remember watching six as the first movie I ever watched. Sure. I don't think it was, but that's the one I remember. But I think five is a such around just a solid movie. Yeah. Now a lot of people who like eight say that there is just as much fan tear apart between like eight and five are very similar in the fan. When it first came out, a lot of people hated five. Yeah. But I don't, whatever I I don't. Ryan Johnson said the same thing. And then you go back and look at the numbers and empire was a massive. I can't can't imagine that. People went crazy. Yeah. So I disagree with that whole statement. I think five is this. I mean, it's empire strikes back. The bad guys win that movie, and when that movie first came out, a lot of bad guys did not win movies. That is that's a valid point for the timing of it, because it was what seventy nine, eighty one, and eighty three. I think correct. So, so in eighty one, how many bad guys won a movie? Besides, not very many. Well, Jaws was even out yet, right? Jaws is Jaws was out. Yeah, so I, I guess. But Jaws didn't. But win. that's like a horror movie, though. Well, Jaws won. I, I don't know a lot of movies from that era, so I couldn't. Give a lot of deep I'm just thought. saying, like in the title, it's like Empire Strikes Back. Like, okay, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it it was. It's hard for Empire not to be my number one, but I'm not gonna go in. So uh, that's just the reason why. I yeah, my I order. will tell you that as I'm thinking about the two movies, even now I can feel. Dude, em- you're wearing an Empire shirt. I know. I, a really yeah. dope one. If you want, you can change your your order right I, now. If you here's want. the thing. Here's the thing. I I know that A New Hope is not my favorite of the three, but I know I also know that on any given day, the balance between Empire and Return of the Jedi could switch. It really could. It really could switch for me. So I'd. It's hard. Okay. So mine's the same with A New Hope and Empire. Okay. So okay, maybe we should let's just go in. Go okay, ahead. Yeah. So, what's your favorite? Go. So, Return of the Jedi is my f- favorite, um, but the reason my it's it's my favorite now uh, is um, 
in comparing it to Empire, I don't have as high of a view of the of the writing of that of that movie because I remember the last time I watched it back in uh, like December, I just felt Empire was a very choppy, clunky movie. I I just when I was watching, I'm like this. It's it's very choppy. What? Yeah, and I, I I'm confused about it too. And there's <laughs> wait. Okay. I, I, and so, so then when I watch Return of the Jedi, it's a more smooth flowing movie in my opinion. And because it's more smooth flowing, um, that had to do a lot more with what, why I liked it more. Um, okay. Also, I think that the acting in Return of the Jedi is better than in the previous two movies, especially from Luke. Well, Mark Hamill is not known for good acting. Just putting out. Well, I'm, he's dang. good at voice acting, but he is not known for good acting. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna plead the fifth on this one, man. I, I don't, I don't want to talk about. I that. I don't know enough of his other stuff, so I couldn't. Speak I mean, there's to not it. been a great there's deal. Not, there's a reason why he's been doing a lot of voice acting for a while. Well, he's the best Joker in my opinion of all time. I'm not saying he's not a voice bad wise. Act. He's voice not, wise, like the worst actor of all time. Like yeah. he's good. And I feel like in A New Hope, he's better than any of the other movies. I think Jedi, I think that's probably his wor- one of his worst performances. Really? I think so, because I think he's just... He doesn't... He plays a better, like, lost character than, like, a... Dis- like, when he went into Jabba's Palace, he seemed like he got it all together, but I didn't really feel like he did. Oh, I disagree. That's why I think he was a better actor because he he seemed more like a mature actor and he was pulling off a more mature Luke. In the previous two movies, Luke is just a whiny brat, the whole, both two movies. That, that's I don't, I don't real, think he's as much whiny in Empire, but I do agree that no, he's, he's very... His most whiny thing in the whole entire trilogy is when he's on Dagobah and he does, he can't lift up the, the X-Wing and he's, it's impossible and he... He pounces off and he sits down and puts his head down. Like that was the most whiny, bratty teenage acting I've wait, ever wait, seen. Wait, 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 wait! You think that's more whiny and bratty than I want to go to Tashi Station and pick up? Yeah, some power that was a, that was just a quick like. <laughs> no, 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 that's what, because it was no. so exaggerated. <laughs> I'm sorry, Palpatine came out for a second. It was just, it was, it was so. No, I get it, but so when he did that pouting in. On Dagobah, yeah, I guess I and he see that. sits down and crosses leg and puts his head down. Dude, that I was that was definitely a high school. I would have done the acting. same thing. I would have pouted. Yeah, you can be. No, I get. Pout I get what you're saying. Be, it's so. It was like a high but, school theater acting, like exaggerated, yeah. like moping. And it was also a different time in theater and cinema, though. Well, right. That's one reason I'm not a fan of old movies because I just don't like the acting because it's doesn't, oh gosh doesn't seem okay. real. But. Yeah, I mean if you yeah so so that's why episode six you just think it's like a better I, it's more of a developed movie yes like there, plot and like the, what Star Wars is by the time they got to yeah six. it's a much more smooth movie um and really the only complaint about Return of the Jedi is just the corny Ewoks killing. Stormtroopers, like I love that. I don't it, I like. It. Yeah, you can like think about it, like exaggerate, like how it could have been, kind of like the the remake of uh, 
Obi-Wan versus Vader from episode four. Like mm-hmm. you can picture that way in your head, like how the Ewoks are just like destroying. But if you really think about it, it's like literally what we see is it's kind of like, there's no way throwing a little rock at a stormtrooper is going to kill him type of thing. So it, it takes no you. No one said they died. They just said they got knocked out. Yeah. They had all their helmets at the end and they were definitely eating the stormtroopers at, at the end of that movie. Uh, definitely eating, eating them. Eating them. Well, Rex in Rebels does say that the armor isn't as good as the clone trooper armor. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. That's canon. <laughs> when him and Kanan are going on the mission together. Yeah. I'm, anyways, I'm just going to leave that there. I, I don't contest that at all. <laughs> all right. Um, my turn? But I will see if there's oh. anything else I could say about. I think that the, the, the speeder race, like chase through the woods, I think that's one of the best action scenes in the original trilogy. Yeah. I think it's very well done. Um, so, why do you guys like that, but not like in episode two, in the last episode, that beginning chase scene? I said I was... was whoa, 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 you said you guys. I haven't even spoken yet. No, I'm... Okay, I guess you, yeah. you haven't yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's clear that in Star Wars, a, a car racing scene is pretty much... A thing. I was saying the environment was the. It was just a weird environment. Yeah. Did you guys know? Do you know how they filmed that, and comped it together? The which one? The the indoor speeder bike scene. No. They filmed the the whole course of them going through the redwood forest, and and sped it up. They filmed it on Steadicams, and sped it up like two hundred, two or three hundred times the speed. And that's why if you look at it, technically, the speeder bikes look way too small. But of course, you know, it's indoor, like it's an alien planet. But like if you really look, and it doesn't it doesn't ruin the scene oh, at all. But yeah, if you really yeah. look at it. Like the trees are just yeah, giant. They're, they're, it's slightly, at least for watching a movie with the eye of a t- someone in 2020, you can kind of see it looks a little out of place. But like the the fact that they were able to do that. In '83, dude, I, dude yeah. brilliant, brilliant stuff. And then they just they filmed, you know, Luke and Leia and the Scout Troopers on, uh, like a green screen. And then you you know you got the parts like there's a part where the the tip or the nose of the speeder bike like you know it explodes quote explodes and then the tip like falls into the ground. They literally just threw that, you know. So it's like they did such a good job of r- mixing the practical with what would be early green screen yeah. technology. It dude, it's dope. It's dope. So no nothing about Jabba's Palace that's getting your feels well, I mean I, I think the, their plan is kind of weird. Your your feels in Jabba Palace. It's a little I know what you're trying to get me to say, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but I, I think the whole Jabba Palace plan was a weird uh, plan. But whatever. Just because you're on Tatooine doesn't mean it has to be a perfect scene. Oh, that rhymed. Wow. <laughs> oh, speaking of Jabba's Palace, here's another fun fact. Uh, in the canon Bounty Hunter comic that is currently ongoing under Marvel Comics. Yeah, I was, st- I was about to ask if you read that. Cause yeah, I was dude, going it's good. To, it's really because... good. Boba is on his way to Jabba's Palace with frozen Han in the back and he gets a call. So, and, and it's this, 
it it's someone it's, from his past. I can, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's someone from his past that who people are speculating could be the guy in the Mandalorian potentially. And he's like, uh, the guy. The guy's like, the, it doesn't pay much. And when Boba finds out who who it is, he's like, I'll do it for free. And then he's Damn. like, I've got time. Do I've I got time for it. How many? How many books are out? There's like, I think two. And there's not much. I but then, but on the way to Jabba's palace, he's like, I'll take a detour. I've got time. So, damn. That might be one of the reasons why the rebels were able to catch up before, you know, Han was there for like six months. But anyways, Drew. No, you go because you guys did. You guys had the same. So okay, I feel like I'm changing. Two... I'm changing mine. Oh, what? yeah. I was, I was. I gave you that option like 20 minutes ago. I know. No, I would yeah, like now that you spoiled everything. I would like to him. officially, <laughs> officially change my answer to five. So five six four. Five six four. Okay, so then I'll go. Then I was gonna say you can just. Go it is together. funny because there's a part of me that wants to go five four six. But I'm telling you, I have such a hard time with this trilogy, y'all. I do not because I've, I mean. Because I five love them so equally. Swatch with me, but five is this uh, so good. But four, I just love all of these so closely that yes. I can't. Anyways, me too. My my official for those of you listening, my official stance. I as begrudgingly as as a begrudging as it do, is for do me, you to need say, me to go talk about four, and then you can change your answer again. Gosh. Damn, you might need me to talk about four. I'll stay on five six four for now, <laughs> but it could change by the end. Of Next the week, who knows what it'll be? Okay, so four without four, <laughs> we will not be here today. <laughs> okay. As a podcast, yes. Okay, yes, sure. <laughs> we would, yes, four is what Star Wars is, in my opinion. Like I said, without four, there'd be no Star Wars. Now, Rogue One makes four even a better movie. Yes. I would agree with that. So, because of that, that's another reason why I love four so much. Just the beginning sequence of them getting sucked in and Vader raiding them. This is such an iconic scene. Oh, yeah. That, to the, like, people that people that don't know star wars they still know vader's helmet and possibly that scene of the stormtroopers shooting and breaking down that wall because that's like probably one of the first scenes that they've seen of star wars yeah and and then finding luke on tatooine is this so good and okay the cantina scene is probably some of the best in all of film history. What are you smoking over Dude, there? Dude, the cantina, there there was like nothing that was just so iconic than the cantina scene. Okay. I can get behind that. Just saying. The I'm cantina. not agreeing fully, but I could I, I could argue that myself if I wanted to. Now, in, in my version of episode four, <laughs> Han shot first. Well, because he did. Exactly. Ori- originally. I also think that, um, I don't know. I just think four is just such. When I think of Star Wars, I think of Episode Four. Yeah. The whole scene of them getting Princess Leia out of 
the Star Destroyer too. That scene of them getting her out of jail, essentially oh, the, you breaking mean the her. Death the, Star. Your, uh, oh yeah, it was the Death Star. Yeah, they were on the Death Star the whole My time. Bad. The Death Star breaking her out, them swinging like that was a really that scene doesn't make any sense. They would probably fall to their death because that rope would not be able to hold two people. This is a highly advanced technological. Like, did you galaxy. know? Did you know that they did that? They weren't. They were probably about twenty feet up. Yeah, they, yeah. They 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 did that and didn't know they were doing it. Oh really? Yeah, and they did it and they they caught it for the film. Oh, that's sweet. Because <laughs> I know that uh, like what Miss Buff B- Busters they they yeah. try to do it. And it I mean, work. there were other there were other safety precautions, yeah. but there they weren't. It wasn't. But people. then again, it could be like pieces of fast car straight into a rope. Oh, that's true. Like we never know what the material is. Yep. But anyways, and then you get Ewoks for the first time. Y- you mean Jawas? I mean, sorry, Jawas. <laughs> oh my uh, lord! There were not Ewoks in A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, Jawas. <laughs> so new <and>, fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> and and you get um, Sam people. You just get so much of like the base of Star Wars because it was the base that you can like those aliens are so spread out in other films by George Lucas, not by the new ones. Right. But I just feel like when I think of Star Wars, I think of a new hope. Yeah. And what that movie brought to the world at its time too, like that technology was so, so much more groundbreaking that. Yeah. If you view it as someone from 2020, and don't think about what it actually did to cinema history, then yeah, it's probably not the best movie. But if you really look at it as what A New Hope was at that time, it's just a really good movie at the time and one of the best movies at this time. Yeah. So I just love A New Hope. I love... And it just feels... It feels old, but it doesn't get as old as some other movies. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like what well, you mentioned last week, I don't know if that was on air or off, but you were mentioning that um, Avatar got old. Was that you or you? One of you guys said that. Avatar. Yeah, the blue people. Wait, what? No, that still holds up. Really? I Dude, we I, watched, about... I watched that yeah, like that... last month, and it looked well, phenomenal. Okay. No, I, I will tell you, Jurassic then. Park... Which was made in what the ninety three? Yeah, ten years later, Jurassic Park, I think, age has aged worse than A New Hope has for me. I, I can agree with that. I still love a Jurassic Park. Though. Oh, they're phenomenal. But yeah, that toilet scene, dude, is probably one of the best scenes of all time. <laughs> Poor guy. But Anyways. I, I feel like no, because Avatar, like, it looks good, but some of the creatures. Don't look as good anymore. What? Uh, I I still like those dogs look so fake to me sometimes. Well, maybe I had this conversation with someone else. Probably someone (laughs) else. I don't remember this at all. But I don't know. I just feel like for its time, for like a seventy what eight seventy nine seventy seven. That's right. Seventy seven. I I was closer than. Wait, then I was wrong earlier. What'd you say? Yeah, you said 79. 79. It was 77. 80. I thought it was 80. Was it? Oh, gosh. What? 
What's 80? The second movie, Empire. Yeah, it is 80. And then 83 for... No, I think it's 81 and then 83. I'm willing to bet it was 80. You think it's a solid 80? I know that it's for sure like early 80 because that 70s show wasn't able to do. I think about it. Uh, Yep. Four was 77. Um... Why? We're the worst Star Wars podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we we still love it so much. Um, yeah, it was 77, 80, and 83. They were three years apart. I knew You're 80. Right. I knew 83 was right. Or, I knew 83 burr, burr, was burr. right. I knew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I just love everything that A New Hope brought to my life and brought to Star Wars. And it it is something that a lot of actors today say is star wars is what brought them to want to be an actor yeah like that first movie yeah and so that makes sense and um i get it okay you're so wrong but i still get it (laughs) all right so for the sake of time here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna condense my section into one section well why i mean because we're gonna be here for three hours so it's the three best movies of all to, time. I don't. I don't, I don't have right. to work tomorrow, right, so fine. I don't care. That, well, <laughs> me either. Well, I I'm essential. Three hours. I'm essential, so I get to work. Nice flex. Anyways, oh, weird flex. <laughs> uh, okay. So on on that note, fine. I'll I'll do them one by one. But on the this people note, that are listening have nothing to do. Most most that's, likely that's fair. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about my number one. But on that note, I do want to agree with you that I think. Not because I'm a Star Wars fan. If if I were to remove my bias, I can't do that. I think A New Hope could be in the running for one of the greatest films of all time. I mean, top three for sure. Um, Agreed. I if and if Number not and if not, I think it could be in the running for the top three groundbreaking films. Oh, of the time. Yeah. oh yeah. I, I mean, think, like yes, for sure. Because I mean. The visual it, effects. It had the perfect combination because the the reason the reason that it hasn't aged poorly is because everything is practical. I mean everything. There there wasn't CG. I mean the ships were models. The explosions were real. the The Death Star was a model. You know this hundred foot model that they had out in out in the parking lot of a warehouse in California mm-hmm. that they built. And filmed on with with electronic cameras moving through, getting That's the sweeping what I'm saying. shots. Like my favorite version of A New Hope is when Han shot first, which means right. I don't I I'm okay with the edit version. Yeah, but I still prefer the original cut. But I mean, you've got Luke with the reflective tape on the blade of the lightsaber when he's doing the training remote, and and just mm-hmm. all of these groundbreaking effects that Hatton. You know, this was ILM. For the first time, they, they they formed, and then they did things that no one, no one had ever done. Ben Burt, the sound designer, you know, created lightsabers and and blasters mm-hmm. and and all these sounds, um, and and it took the world completely by storm. By storm. I mean, yeah. if you if you watch that '70s show, like this yeah. is weird, but if you watch that show when Star Wars came out, they. Like they were watching Star Wars nonstop for weeks, yeah, and ju- they just talked about it. It briefly was number in one. that show, but like that was real. Like when it first came out, no one knew what it was. But yeah. once one person saw it, the 
Yeah. The world It was number one down. for months, mm-hmm. which is, at the time, unheard of. So if if you're interested in this, I got to get on to, to talking about my number one, but if you're interested in this uh, as a listener, two things that I would recommend. One, uh, the Star Wars Empire of Dreams documentary. It's a feature-length documentary that they talk about um, the first three movies and the making process, and they give you the history, little backstory on Lucas and where he came from, and then they talk about the casting, and they talk about special effects and doing it you know under time crunches and all these it's fascinating stuff and then the second thing i would recommend is shout out to anthony daniels uh c3po himself his uh recently released i think within the last i mean it's this year uh his book i am c3po and it is have you read that i have it yeah oh i couldn't put it down i i i have a secret love for history and biographies and stuff like that i love documentaries and so that book is an autobiography of C-3PO, essentially, of, of his experiences getting cast and, like, the months after he got fitted for the suit that he didn't hear anything before A New Hope and then going to Tunisia and filming and how, like, just terrible it was to be in the suit and, like, for him, it was probably how his he, he came home the first day and his his limbs were, like, torn and yeah. bleeding and bruised and it, anyways it's a great inside look on star wars from his perspective considering that he's been in all nine movies now so True. um well in every star wars film except for solo that is true he was in rogue one for like three seconds yeah he was yeah oh yeah Scarif, duh, duh. they never tell us what's going on duh. yeah so <laughs> oh yes anyways duh. if that that book is so worth the purchase. It's yeah. so good. I also I would recommend people. This is kind of weird, but I'm recommending another Star Wars podcast. If you go listen to Inside Star Wars, it's like a documentary podcast going through how George made A New Hope. Yeah, from his childhood of him racing his Fiat to the point where he almost died because his Fiat crashed and he. His seatbelt that he installed for racing um, didn't work because he wasn't really good at installing it. And yeah. he flew out, and that's the only reason why we have a new hope because he didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, every detail. And then it goes through, and it's, like, sound cut. It's really good. So go go check out Inside Star Wars. This is not a plug from them or anything. This, not, this is a free sponsor, essentially. They're not a sponsor or anything like that, so... Go, go check those guys out. But anyways, yeah. so, so episode five. My number one, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Um, so in... That's all of our number twos? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, huh? I'm, His yeah. number one is both of our number twos. Yeah. Oh. So Empire Strikes Back. So we could... In, this, in the same it. way that there's nothing quite like seeing the Tantive Four and the Star Destroyer come out in the opening shot of a new hope Mm. it, you get the same feeling at the beginning of empire, but (laughs) then the, the ability, like the way that you see the walkers, the ATATs coming on Hoth is, it's just it, the whole movie in many different ways is awe inspiring. Um, as a movie, um, I think a new hope just because of its face value of it being the first is awe inspiring. But I think empire ups the game because you have an entire snow planet, which is vastly different from Tatooine. So you have Hoth for the first time. You have Dagobah, which they did all, all of it on a soundstage in London 
they talk about he Anthony Daniels talks about this in the book and how they had a stage that was four feet off the ground so that Frank Oz could go underneath the stage and puppet Yoda the whole time and how like Luke had to act and he couldn't hear Frank underneath the soundstage doing the lines of dialogue which they later redubbed and all these things anyways um I love the Hoth battle scene um, it's pretty underrated because it's so fast in the beginning. Yeah, it's but it so and it holds up. Like I went back and rewatched Empire last month, and I remember thinking, you know, for 1980, this this looks really good. You know, because again, practical effects. the The snowspeeders were models. The ATATs were done with stop motion, so it was an, a, a real. And you can kind of see it. The movement's a little glitchy. Whatever. It still looks. Phenomenal because it's not CG; it's a model. It's a physical thing. Um, I love the character development for Luke. Um, I love that we see him make what many would say is the wrong decision. He leaves his training. You know, some might say it's the right decision. You go, you go help your friends. But you know, Obi Wan and Yoda are both like, don't, don't do it. And if you're not the, if if you go, we can't help you. You've got to face this alone, and which it ends up becoming kind of his Jedi, his version of the Jedi trials. Um, but he goes. I mean, Cloud City is beautiful. The architecture, the sound, the like the soundtrack for it, and the motifs, and then the uh, you know the color scheme. I mean, that it's a it's just a gorgeous shot altogether. But then, like Drew said, the Empire wins. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes this movie great is that it leaves you on a cliffhanger. Uh, I mean, not to mention for three years. For three years, and not to mention, <laughs> not to mention the fact that you know you have the reveal of Vader as Luke's father, and which is like the biggest reveal. Which is why a lot of people didn't like it. Right. I think that is what makes it so incredible because it adds. Because now it's not a good guy and a bad guy fighting each other now you have the added depth of a father and a son fighting each other and the son always kind of wishing he knew more about his father and looking up to his father because he was a jedi and he fought in the clone wars and he was this great warrior and to find out that he's the very thing that is the you know the very tyranny in the galaxy is is incredibly complex as as a plot move um but he he gets beaten and the interesting loses thing, his arm. he loses his arm. The interesting thing, there's a new Star Wars comic, canon, that Marvel just started. So they did Star Wars, the same name, last year, and it was between A New Hope and Empire. This time, Star Wars, same name, Star Wars 2020, is between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And it picks up, like, literally, Luke's in the Falcon flying away from Cloud City. Without an arm. Without an arm. And he gets huh. back, and he's like, and this, and see, the way Rogue One added depth to to A New Hope for you, this comic has added a lot of depth to Empire for me, because he flies away, he's forgotten what Ben and Yoda said, and he's like, why weren't you there? The Force has forsaken me, I got my butt handed to me, and he's super angry, and there's like a scene where he gets angry and enraged. And like he's standing by a glass window, and that he cracks the glass and almost shatters it in space because he's so angry, and he Dang. thinks he thinks the force has left him. He's and like Jeremiah said, "Cry baby." Yeah, 
but he's going through like developing as a character. Anyways, yeah. um, I like I said before, I'll wrap up. But like I said before, I think Empire as a full movie experience from start to finish is very strong. Um, I think there's a lot of plot development. I think there's a lot of clear character development. Um, you know, not to mention there's a ton of action, including a ton. Of, the, I mean, the, it starts off in action. Yeah, I mean, not to mention the first like really active lightsaber duel you see, and then the first time you see a force user use the force to like throw objects around and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Jeremiah, number two, go. So Empire number two, and it, like I said, like the big, the big determining factor was I just felt that it was clunky the last time I watched it, and I I've seen it a million times before, but the last time I watched it, for some reason, it just felt that way for me, um, and I'm sure next time I watch it, I won't feel it, but because it's just the way that original trilogy goes for me, it it's not it always changes back and forth for me. Um, I think I think the the Luke stuff is is the strongest part. I think the weakest part is when Han and Leia and Chewie are kind of stranded in space trying to escape the Empire. You think that's the weakest part? It's the weakest part. What? I'm not saying it's it's weak. I'm just saying it's it's they're just running. They're just running the whole time, and they. I don't know. I, it 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 didn't push the plot. It didn't add to the plot until they get to but the, the asteroid Bethesda. field, and they're inside of a monster's mouth. It's yeah. so cool. That's... And one of the asteroids was a potato. Come on, <laughs> the practical effects in that scene alone was incredible. Well, well, yeah, for that time. But I'm saying plot wise, sure, it it wasn't a lot of plot. It's just them running. Okay. So, um, I was like, this is gonna be a bad comparison. Don't do it. But them kind of running for half the movie was kind of like episode eight when no. the, when they're running no. for half the movie and just doing nothing. No, <laughs> not even close. Not, not the same scale. I'm, I'm saying it does the same word. It's not a lot of adding to the plot. It's just them waiting. There's just a lot of waiting. I'm not saying it's the same. It's, I'm saying it has the same idea that it. It's not adding to a lot to the plot. It's just something that's sure, w- but fill, filler I, of time. Okay, so I I get that, but I disagree because it adds so much to Star Wars plot between Han Solo and Leia. Okay, as- their relationship development through this running time is probably very key, and we needed that. That is true, and this is when we got this like this built up the scene where. I love you. I know. Right. Oh, and that was extremely iconic. And when he was like molesting her in the closet with all the cords, <laughs> I mean, come on. That is not a good thing. To <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. But um, she liked it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like what, what Andrew was saying about how he loved episode five, like I agree with it. Like it's not something I did, but like I said, or going along with what I said most of what he said was stuff that had Luke was in it and he didn't mention Han and Leia at all and so that goes to show that at the top of his mind Han and Leia are not the focal point of the movie well no because Luke it's a sky I understand it's a Skywalker saga I'm saying 
that proves that they were a, a side plot apart from the main plot of Luke. And they're spending a lot of time going back and forth between Han mm-hmm. and Leia and going to Dagobah with Luke and it keeps going back and forth. Maybe that's why I felt it was clunky because you had a strong a strong arc with, with Luke in that movie and then it's being contrasted with a weaker aspect of Han and Leia that's not as strong. It's going back and forth something great to something that was weak in my opinion. Mm. And so that's where the disconnect was for me. At least the last time I saw it. And I'm sure if I watched it again this week, like I'd say, well, maybe it was not as bad as I thought it was. But Yeah. I Number two for me is the same Empire. I, I, I kind of – I can see what you're talking about. For me, that honestly, this is going to probably hurt a lot of people's feelings. <laughs> for me, that brought – I I kind of agree with you what you're saying, Jeremiah, except the opposite. I think the stronger p- plot point in this movie is more of Luke or Han Solo and Leia's journey with with Chewie in the background and I feel like the Luke and Yoda stuff because he's so whiny and he sucks at it. <laughs> I feel like it just it's never anything that I wanted to keep seeing. Okay. Like I never wanted to keep seeing him there stuck on a swamp with a robot, like with a puppet. Like it wasn't really as a child. I never really like wanted to see Luke use the force. What? I don't know why. Wait, what? Yeah. It's never been like my thing. Like I was more, I wanted to know what was going to happen with the crew more than just what was going to happen with just Luke. I see. Makes sense. So So then you like the the end of the movie, like the last half when, hour yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're back together again. And Correct. And I feel like with all these movies, they always split up. But I'm always like, that's why I, I think that's another reason why I love A New Hope is when they're all together. Right. Trying to survive together and conquer the and Empire that, together. And that's one of the things that uh, um, Mark Hamill didn't like about this, the new trilogy. Yeah. Is they never got to be a crew again. Except for this new one. Even, even then they weren't. I mean, they were, though. They were, they were all in the movie, but they were never together in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, well, the like, crew at the end. Yeah. That yeah. was. I mean, that's every, everyone's biggest disappointment. Yeah. Is that they had an opportunity in. Uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens to have all the original cra- cla- cast yep. in the copy of the Millennium Falcon, and they dropped the ball. Which is why I can't always just blame everything that happened in 8 on Ryan. Yeah, right. Because J.J. kind of screwed us up a lot, too. So, I don't forget. But I just, I just love the crew together more. So, like, for me... The beginning of Empire Strikes Back is so cool when they're looking for Luke. And we see what a Tauntaun's insides look like. And oh, like, yeah. I just love that scene. Like, yeah. it's gross and, like, it's nasty. But it was so iconic of Star Wars. bad on the outside. Yeah, I just loved it. And, like, I'm the jokester, everybody. And or we also get the amazing scene. I'll see you in hell. And he leaves. Like, that is so, like, iconic. There's a lot of in this movie that was like still to this day is like iconic Star Wars more than I feel like quotes of uh, Jedi, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I the just, most iconic thing out of Jedi is Leia. 
And the Ewoks. And the Ewoks, definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely Leia. Leia and the Ewoks together, not separate. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but but think about it. <laughs> like, you, think about it. You go to Comic-Con, and there's always 50,000 Stormtroopers. Yes. And then, like, a thousand Slave Leia variations. And... Vader's. Uh, that's true, I, but but it's it it's oh, among yeah, the no. top, you know, the top. I mean, done. Jeremiah didn't want to mention <laughs> why you picked Episode Six, but we all know why. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so so for me, my favorite thing about Empire. I'm going to do it quick because we're already an hour and seven minutes into this. Oh part boy! Episode. Oh boy! Tauntauns. I love. I love alien species creatures. I just do. Tauntauns are one of my favorite. Alien pets of all time. Okay, I need to ask you something right now. Hmm. Out of all three movies, what is your favorite alien species? That's hard. It's a toss-up because you, you have dubacks. species or animals. Uh, sorry, animals. Because you have you have the dubacks, you have bonthas, you have tauntauns. Probably tauntauns. I mean, look at my collection. That is true. You for I those like of you who don't, the coolest tauntaun. Yeah, he does have a tauntaun, still like a stuffed tauntaun over there. That's from Galaxy's Edge, and it's like metal inside, and it stands up by its own and makes a lot of noise. Yeah, cool. I love tauntauns, and you for mean me, Sarlacc. The I Sarlacc isn't like, at the top of your list. <laughs> and I feel like I live in Hoth, so I yeah, feel Minnesota like is very much so like Hoth. It runs a little closer to home for me. You guys are getting soft. The last like three winters have been super mild, so. I just yeah, <laughs> but let me tell you something. As someone from North Carolina originally, yeah, the winters, the mild winters, are still drastically different than the rest of the okay, country. I I've been here like my whole life. This is this is like, but I'm getting wave, over but it. It's like global Anyways, warming, dude. All right, this year is pretty 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 easy. But wait until April when we get 17 feet of snow again, like we did last year. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Anyways, but anyways, so I just I loved episode five. I love how much more Boba is in it. One, one Boba of my Pitt. other favorite characters, Boba Boba's Pitt. in it a lot, and he has a big. He kind of has a bigger role. A pretty he's big, no good to me dead. He, I mean, he captures Han Solo, and at the end of the movie, we're like, "What the heck?" Now yeah. there is some. Now, plot. do you know why they chose to put Han Solo and Carbonite in that movie? Why, like, like story wise, why the? Yeah, he was him? he was a test for Luke. No. Well, I mean, that's what they said. No, because uh, Harrison Ford was only in contract for two movies, and they didn't know if he was going to return for a third one. Yeah. Oh, and and so to they be fair, put he, him in carbonite because he wanted Luke, they he wanted bring Lucas him back. he he wanted Lucas to kill him off like six different times. <laughs> I mean, he's but there's a reason why he died in Episode Seven. Spoiler! Holy oh, sorry, oh sorry, <laughs> sorry, spoiler. It's okay, we see him again. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa, Dang, that was loud. Yeah, that was. But yeah, anyways, I just... I loved episode five. And sometimes I do think, oh, maybe it's my favorite, but then the OG is deep in my heart and I can't ever... But yeah. solid at number two pick for me is five. So, all right. So, my turn. number two for <laughs> Andrew. You already talked about number two. <laughs> you talked about yeah. your number one at first. So why did you demote it? Oh, so you should probably go from, um, from that. Why did you demote I, two? I kept thinking about how strong Empire was as an all-around movie. 
And okay, okay, I'll go back to what I said originally. So, Return of the Jedi is kind of my favorite from a kid, like my kid perspective yeah. of watching it, because you see Luke at his height, you see Luke confront the darkness in himself and win. You see Luke fight that really great, really emotional lightsaber duel between him and Vader at the end. Um, you know where Vader, I guess now supposedly beats the Emperor. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a kid, I remember watching that, and the whole movie, because like Luke comes on the scene in Jabba's palace, and then like he's just ba. Like, he's super commanding, and you're like, oh, wow, a lot has happened between the whiny kid who got his arm cut off at the end of five and now, and then, you know, he he gets trapped, he beats the Rancor, he, you know, you think he's going to die at the Sarlacc pit, he does the lightsaber thing, which I mentioned in a previous podcast episode of Empire Radio that I reenacted that scene with the stupid diving board at the the community oh, pool yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, yes, you did. So, and he, I mean, he just starts slicing people up on the the, the skiffs by Jabba's uh, sail barge, and then you know he returns to finish his training. You know, he comes true with his word, and then. He, he goes in to this final battle and is a leader. You know, he kind of steps up and then, you know, ends up sacrificing him. Well, what he thinks is sacrificing himself and giving, giving himself up. So the character of Luke, I really liked as a younger kid because I was just like, oh, okay, he's arrived. He's here. He's BA. He's super powerful. And his green lightsaber was for the longest time. Like... I want to argue through the prequels when they were in theaters. It was still my favorite lightsaber, his his green saber from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, I really wish we would have got a, like him building that. Right, which, which you, you probably you, get that in that comic book. Maybe I mean, well, there's a scene of him doing that, hmm? him building that lightsaber. Hmm? There is. Y'all didn't know about that? In there's the, a there's a deleted scene. Oh, deleted oh. scene. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was like, what are you? T-? No, no, no. Sorry. There's a deleted scene of him <laughs> oh, building sure. it on Tatooine. Um, I, uh, I so as a kid, I think Return of the Jedi, because of Luke's character, made a, a bigger impact on me. But then as an adult, I'm coming back and I'm looking at it, and I think Empire was just an all around like a stronger, heavy, more heavy hitting movie from start to finish than Return of the Jedi was. Um. I don't know. That's kind of why it's my number two. So speaking of his lightsaber in Return of the Jedi, have you seen the the editing error with his lightsaber during that final battle with Vader? So there's a deleted scene where Vader gets his Luke's saber in his hand. Mm-hmm. And when you watch it, there's a scene in the movie where he has Luke's saber in his hand while he's walking looking for Luke in the dark. So is this an editing error? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I never noticed that. <laughs> so Vader's holding Luke's lightsaber. They never fixed that? No, See? they must not have realized it because they... It's not I mean, like but now think about it with visual effects. Like, You can edit stuff out now. Yeah, and Back you'll then, never notice couldn't. it. Yeah. No, I'm saying like they didn't do it when they like redid them, like added stuff. Oh, I don't know. But oh, I will no, tell you, in there. so That's Empire so Empire is my number one because I think it's a stronger movie as an adult. But then Return of the Jedi, I kind of hit on it, but it just had... I guess a bigger impact on me as a kid. Um, 
really specifically because of Luke. And again, going back to one of the earlier episodes when we did our characters, like that's one of the reasons why I loved Expanded Universe Luke because it, the Return of the Jedi was like the beginning of that mature yeah. Jedi Master Luke. And then it he just kept going. And so mm-hmm. I loved him as a character um, because in, in Return of the Jedi, you know, he faces this dark part of himself and of, of morality and he wins and he comes out on top. And I was just like, oh, that's super cool that he did that. And he saves his father. He helps return balance to the force. Um, so as a kid, I all of that to say, I think there was just a lot that was really cool to see. And uh, there was a lot that was really awe-inspiring. I mean, the whole indoor thing as cheesy as it was the ewok fight was cool there's that the scene okay to this day the scene where the two ewoks are running and the laser from the atst hits the ground and one of them dies and then the other one no okay y'all yeah that jeremiah you have talked about scenes that have brought tears to your eyes before i'm not a crier there there are no other scenes in star wars to this day Except for that one, that makes me feel to the point where I could cry. But that as a scene child is watching hard. That, oh my gosh! No, as a child, like when I was watching the movies, my mom always fast forward through that scene because yeah. she couldn't handle it. But she said it was like too violent for us <laughs> yeah. to handle. But then but when I got to a crying. little bit old enough, and he started crying for his oh friend, oh my gosh, who's like a teddy bear, <laughs> I, I definitely cried Frick, when I man. was younger. Yeah, I. And I, I get that I'm still not I understand why scene. people hate them, but I like people like there's people that like grew up with these movies when they came out, right? Like our parents or older. And they they like think of them as much as people hate on uh what's his name? What's this stupid Character that everyone hates in Star Wars. Jar Jar? Jar Jar, yes. People say they're like the same. They both hate them both. Like, there's people that hate Ewoks as much as people hate Jar Jar. That's Jar-Jar. so stupid. And I think it's stupid because we grew up, but like, they were like little cool. Yeah. Miniature Wookiees, essentially. Like, they're just right. like super. So for us, we don't hate them. Like, I understand why people do. But I just think they're just so. Like, we felt for them. That their planet was getting invaded, they they were helpless. Yeah, they couldn't do anything about it, and then they stood up against them and they threw rocks at them and killed them, and they also put giant two giant trees together and make them crush one of the chicken walkers. Like it was. Yeah. No. Also, I understand that those of you some of it's not real that haven't so read cool. the IMC three PO book, there they took a weekend off and went boating on a lake and went fishing and stuff mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford somehow got a hold of a speedboat and was just like dusting people the whole day and just blind, you know riding around super fast and like they were just having fun why they were while they were filming in oh, the indoor scene. Like, oh, like, what, what does that have to do with Ewoks? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they were in California and they went to a lake near oh, the Redwood Forest and that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, the little thing about Ewoks in uh Star Wars Battlefront 2 yeah, one of the game modes yeah. is Ewok yeah. hunt. Have you guys seen it? The gameplay, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. It's when you're playing as a stormtrooper, it's so scary because oh, it's terrifying because they're like I can't hiding. Even, I stopped it's playing like zombies. The, I stopped playing that game mode because it was it was too scary. It's like, like zombies. I, I just couldn't handle it. It's but so cool. It makes the Ewoks cooler because like yeah. <laughs> so that's my number two. Yeah. So, All right, so we're in number th- three. Our least threes? favorite. Yeah. 
So okay, I want to make a disclaimer. These, I, none of these are my least favorite. Yeah, I. Well, we can't do that. That's we're supposed to. I like know. I know. All right. Calm down. Go. All right. So. So. Yours my, is the reason number four. four. A new hope is my. Yours b- is four too. I don't like it, but yeah. So you guys can go like at the same time. Okay. So it's six. It's only for one simple reason why it's my bottom one. Yeah. The first half of that movie is trash. Oh, oh, oh. It's, whoa! It's uh-uh. No, it's, no, 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 no. It's so no, trash. Uh-uh. There's nothing uh-uh. trash. It's so no, 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 no. It's so movies. boring. No, no, no. The super, the live-action Super Mario Brothers movie, trash. <laughs> the live-action Avatar movie, yes. Like the, the Airbender, Airbender. The, the Airbender movie, trash. <laughs> that is, we these are not the Star Wars holiday special. We love it, but trash. It's trash. Go back and watch Episode it. Episode eight. Kind of trash. Kind of trash. This this is not no. no. <laughs> I I just think the first half is a, it's super not that great. I yeah, like Luke's life that it's portraying. He didn't have a good life. Nothing happened. Oh my god! But I just uh, I just the whole scene with the start so the Star Destroyer. We just lost so I, many I, listeners. Frick, I, man. Burnt. Okay. When the Star Destroyer is coming in and taking yeah, it, I, I that's a great scene. Yeah. But mm. when they start firefighting in that. Hallway, it's and C three PO and R two D two stroll across the gunfire. Like that's so stupid. What? How, Why? How is that not the corniest thing? Like, who cares? The stormtroopers aren't aiming at the droids. I know, and but also they're like just, the worst shoot shots in the world. Okay, but it's still corny that there's this big firefight and it's oh just, my god, these little little fun looking uh, droids. They, they start strolling across like with no urgency because they can't move that fast. Like. It's no, there's a, there was a lot of urgency in C-3PO. He just couldn't move fast. That's the, the most he can ever move. Oh, I don't know. Man. I just remember watching this last time I watched it. It was just like this first half is just not that event. I guess it's not. Okay, where where do you where does it start picking up? For where you? do you get off? <laughs> where does it pick up for you? I would say when they get into the Death Star. That's when it starts to get whoa, great. Whoa, whoa, the whoa. Second, so, so, he, so you have looked over the Cantina scene, yes. the Tuscan Raider scene. Yes. Everything on tat, literally everything on Tatooine. He, he I, hates Tatooine. I, oh. I don't hate Tatooine. You hate I Tatooine. just think that. It's, How do you not hate Tatooine? This who's... was iconic Tatooine. This is Tatooine. What, what, who, that doesn't mean I have to hate it. Well, you just you, you just spat on I'm it. I'm looking at the plot, not the not the environment. How is this? They meet Han Solo, Han Solo and Greedo. Yeah, the and whole thing. Oh, I, I don't understand. Plot wise, he, he cuts a guy's arm off with a blade the, for the first time ever, and it. And he it was, bleeds. Yeah, and every the other blade t- had dust on it and was a little. And rough. every other time someone gets hit by a lightsaber, there's no blood except for Maul. But, um, I just I just think that the first half like, you guys hate me so much. <laughs> so much. It's not just us. It's like all of our listeners. But, but once going. you get onto a Death Star, I'm in, I'm in pain, y'all. Once you get into a Death Star, I think it's a, a great. It's just great. It's perfect. Like it's top of the line. And you agree that for the time this movie came out, it was one of the best movies yeah, of all time. But that's because of the visual effects, which was mostly in the second half of the movie, not the first half. Right? Uh, no. no. You're telling me there's more special effects in the first half more, than the second half? But just as much. The, the, it's just as much. I mean, I mean, look okay, at the okay, cantina. None of those people are fake. Most of the half, first half of the movie is on Tatooine, and there's, it's just The practical. droids? The Tusken Raiders? The cantina scene? The speeder? 
Let alone the fact the that they put they put the mirrors underneath that thing so to make it look like it was floating. Ah, all right. Okay, what? Do you, but what is what is the cantina and Tuscan Raiders and they're they're all they're all special effects. Yeah. What do you mean special effects? Like they're all in costume and they're all. No, I'm not talking about costumes. I'm talking, oh, about, talking about special like effects, like like Tie Fighters flying through space. That's a special effect, not practical costumes. Oh, that's not a special effect. That's costumes. It's a special effect. You disagree? Nowadays. You're telling me that a person's makeup is special effects? I mean, I I get what you're saying. That's this costume. It's like. It's like saying, but that the only reason we have great t- special effects in here because we're wearing clothes and we have a desk here and stuff like that's not special effects. No, I get what you're saying. So they're but on still. the desert planet, so which is all an actual on-site environment. The cantina is a practical set, so it's a cool set, but it's not yeah. special effects. You have aliens that are wearing practical costumes and makeup, but that's not special effects. That's just costumes and makeup. Yeah. Um. Now when you see the updated version you see the worst cgi job of the hut in the history of the universe like well it was cgi as of the 90s yes so they didn't have much to work with right i'm so well, i don't so that's like why that's not one of my versions right well have you seen like the non-cgi scene though where they had yeah, a person some yeah. fat guy walking yeah. around <laughs> yeah um and fun fact you know that's the fat guy who is pet is in um it's the same guy. Return of yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I felt Jedi. really bad for him too. Did you cry? No, but I my heart broke a little bit when he started what the crying. Heck no, I was like, dang, he should have died too, fat boy. <laughs> wow. Oh, dude. Oh boy. Fat shaming. Fat shaming. My bad. No, but yeah, but yeah, the, so the most important thing is we heard him say that the first half of A New Hope was trash. I just pick and choose what you listen to on this podcast. Now look, that trash is still better than okay. Trash is so aggressive. It, it's it's that trash is still better it's than episode eight. It's an unpolished eight, diamond, but it's an unpolished precious stone. So, Doesn't shine so, as bright. So unpolished saying, precious stones have no value. So don't okay. use that comparison. Uh, okay. Are you saying that episode episode one to you is still better than episode four? Don't. We, I mean, well, wait, we can't. The love we can't. of God. We're not. We're not ranking don't, this. So don't don't ignore that whole question. I will so. not answer that question until we do our movie ranking. Daniel, okay. See where everything so, lays out. Anyways, but you like the last half of the movie. The last half of that movie is great. That that last half is up there with the one of the best of all Star Wars. Sure. I can't believe you're this this dude. <laughs> Y'all caught up on the word the word trash, like that dude. Was, yeah, because that was so that aggressive. Was, that was more hyperbolic, just to like get us get look, a reaction look, from trash. You. Is what you throw away and you don't think twice about. You cannot throw away the first half of that movie. Hey, I'm how I throw away garbage is way different than most people. I'm uh, very methodical on how I do my trash. He's so still wearing shirts from like ten years ago. So more than ten. Just this shirt's probably ten years old. I have shirts I wear <laughs> like from high school still. So. All right. He he treats his trash pretty nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, A New Hope is my number three. I like, love it because you only have three to pick. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I I love I love it dearly. Uh, I don't agree that the first half of that movie is trash. I do agree that it can be slow at times, like especially if you're a kid. You're like, what is going on? But as an adult, I look back at that and I'm like, oh, this is just character development. It needed to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I don't know. I 
Dang. <laughs> you ruined your, I, your number three for I, you. I want to, there's a part of me that wants to put that higher than Return of the Jedi now, just as a, as a, Feel as a revolt. I'm afraid to do that because it's still my number one. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I really don't, I mean, it's my number three, but only because it. What does it lack in compare to the, the it, other two? Literally the emotional reaction emotional as a kid. Reaction. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong for me. With a new hope, correct? Like I love a new hope dearly. I love everything that it established. I love ev- all of the 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 effects that I mean. ILM, which is a company that has been on any major movie blockbuster movie that has great special effects, you name it, except for like maybe the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You can. And I don't know that for sure, but I, I know, I know no, Weta, Weta Digital was really oh, involved with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah but like ILM has been all over the Marvel. I mean, they're they're incredible, and yeah. they're the way that they are because they started with the New Hope. So I, it's just there, honestly. Honestly, I think if I had to choose my like custom ranking would be Empire, and then like a New Hope, but it's not even a full tick down. It's like quarter of a tick lower than empire and then return is just below that like they could all technically be on the same level but there's slight variation that's i know this sounds really complicated change your answer i don't know i have a hard time because this this trilogy this trilogy has a special place in my heart no this is so i gosh how do you how do you get to trash man it was hyperbolic language just it's not okay it's not trash i'm just saying thank you that's all that's all i wanted i'm just saying it's not trash when you're comparing the first half to the second half the the second half is way it's well because it's got more action yeah yeah it's It's like life some days are just boring man honestly especially when you're on when when everyone's when you're on tatooine and you wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, but Abru said no. Dang, and, dude! You better sit down this <laughs> table rough. and drink your blue milk. And then dude, we got blue milk but, for the hey, first time. In and this. he did go to Come Tashi on. Station, and he saw Biggs. He did in the deleted scene that we didn't get to see. No, another one. But yeah, <laughs> in the book, Anthony Daniels talks about how much production went into that scene, and then like he goes through and describes it, and then there's one sentence. And it was never seen in the movie. And then he just moves on. That <laughs> <laughs> was really funny. Anyways. I should go find all these dolls. Alec Guinness as you, in the beginning as old Ben Kenobi. Stop and trying it, to change and, his and mind. He, yo, and he he started with the original Hello There. That is true. That was him. Hello there. That is, oh. But I don't get his don't his scream thing that he does. It's a crate dragon call. I don't even know what that is. Do I, am I supposed to know what that is? Yes, it's the one thing on Tatooine, the, the Tusken Raiders fear. It's a massive reptilian lizard. So they turned around and looked at him and thought it was him. So how why were they so no, scared? No, 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 they didn't. He wasn't, when they turned and looked, they were hearing the echoes and looking in the direction the sound was coming from. They didn't see him. Which I'm kind of mad we so, didn't get a okay, crate dragon How are we supposed to know one? that though? How no? Just watching that film, you don't know that. Well, whatever. And how does a uh, how does he know the? How can he do a perfect sound of a that lizard like an animal? Like he's uh, been on he's, he's been Obi- on, and what? first of all, he knows the force, and two, he's been on Tatooine for years. I didn't know the force could make you a a vocal. Bro, he can do whatever artist. he wants. What about the? Oh shoot! What is he's his the, the hammer? No, no, no. no what about the the hammerhead deal? The hammerhead species. 
They can, they have, you know what I'm talking about? The ones with the, the two eyes, they have the long, I don't even know what they're called. I know what you're talking about. They yeah. use, they have really powerful vocal cords and they use the force to emit sound waves that blow people back. And Obi-Wan has that ability? No, it, whatever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, my number three. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's only my number three because we have three to pick out of. Yeah. Everything about that movie is st- these Whoa. What? Were you about to say stupid? What? No. Oh, I heard I was st- gonna say amazing. Oh. Now he's on edge because I use the word yeah, trash. Dude, my heart is these de- I'm three, defensive okay, right now. Yeah. <laughs> these three movies are my favorite movies of all time. That's fair. Like one, two, three. Like So now we know what your top three sure, so that's oh, fine. Oh, oh, I, I just I just ruined No, I, I it's probably really easy to figure out, but yeah. I mean, I'm a OG diehard Star Wars fan. So yeah. if I didn't pick these three, and if you heard everything I've talked about in like this year of doing Star Wars podcasts, you would know that these would be my top three. I love everything you guys talked about. Ewoks love them. Ships love them. I don't know everything about. I love. I love Jabba's palace. One of my favorites like sequences of all you guys don't really touch on but i love like the the design of it it feels kind of like a cantina but it's not like i just love all like you get so much creature development in just one room i enjoy that that is true yeah I, it's not because of leia's naked body not that i'm just saying like i love that you can see so many creatures so many aliens in one room yeah that's why i love the cantina scene because it was just so much going on that, as a viewer, you're like, when you first watched it, you're like, what the, fr- what was that? Was that that's, a skull, yeah, man? So like, that's, what what, is that's that? a heavy hitter So scene. did you have that same reaction on Canto Bite in episode eight when in the casino? No, no I don't want to get into that. We'll talk about that next week. I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to talk about Canto Bite at all. <laughs> next week's episode, you guys, is going to be a doozy. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just love... I loved how in episode five they didn't like Lando, and in episode six Lando was one of the main keys why Han Solo didn't die. Which, by the way, that Star Wars comic that I mentioned earlier has the beginnings of that relationship change in it, which is really cool. That's cool because they right you after don't really get that you just all of a sudden right after um, Luke goes to the medical frigate, mm-hmm. they go back to Cloud City. Ooh. To try to find Luke's lightsaber. Ooh, yeah, and that's some, and cool. he goes back to save Lobot. But that's what's that. Oh, but what's her name? Murdy got his lightsaber from the trash. No, people found it in the trash. Yeah, one of the ug, one of the ug to... it, You you just read the comic. Go read the comic. Go <laughs> but, support Marvel Comics. Yes, not that they really mm. need the money, but not that they're a sponsor. But yeah. if you want to, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. If you want to sponsor us, if you're. Listening right now. Star Wars, Lucasfilm. Jeremiah will never say that Star Wars is trash ever again. Star Wars, the Black Series. Yes. Hook us up with a Revan lightsaber. Any, okay. Or the Boba Fett. DC is trash. Besides the Flash and Batman, I 100% agree with everything you just said. And and the Aquaman movie and the Wonder Woman movie and Man of Steel movie are all great. No. What? You haven't seen them, so you can't judge them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. What? This is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is a Star Wars. Anyways, I 
Only six is only. I love everything about six. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I think his dying scene is stupid because Boba it doesn't make any sense. He's alive though, so he's not. He's dead. alive, so. Wait I'm, a second. So Boba Fett falls down a hole and survives, and then in the same movie, Palpatine falls down a shaft dude, and survives. The only person that. Has, I don't think anyone has died falling besides spoilers. Han Solo is the only person that has fallen down anything that has. I died. would like to argue that <laughs> the fall was not what killed Han. Correct. So no one has. Well, no. He got. He, he got did stabbed. Die. He got stabbed through a chest. Palpatine did die. Br- he died, but we're splitting hairs. His body. I mean, I'm died. reading the book right now. Yeah, his, his body, body died. died. Sure. He died. But you gotta understand, Leia, did, died Leia didn't sense anything until after Han Solo fell through and we didn't see his body in the light anymore. So he could have. Oh, that's just the cutting. It's poor cutting by JJ. But it, it that is. That was it. one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars, so don't even. Don't <laughs> even. Don't even. Don't even trash that scene. That is, we'll talk Y'all, about this that. Is getting, this is getting crazy. You don't like that scene? No, I, it's fine. No, it's. This is uh, the way you. Just said about that scene. That I was love that fun. scene. I love that. But the scene. beauty of Star Wars is that we all have our own opinions. <laughs> yes, but if you like Episode Eight, please turn off this podcast. Whoa, no, 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 no. Please don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyways, I think you understand how I stand about all this three, three yeah. movies. I don't need to keep explaining yeah. why I still like six. Okay, so lightsaber reviews out of ten. I'm giving it ten lightsabers out of ten. ten. No, oh no. my god! <laughs> no. All right. Okay, what is okay, it? Okay. What, you, what but, is but it? But you already know from last week that I said the prequel trilogy is my favorite of the three trilogies. What did you give last? I week? I gave that a ten out of ten. So you remember oh, that, right? That's right. I've known this all time. Okay. So I said Jeremiah's that, gonna get most heated, but I didn't realize that we're being said. Hated by his that comments. being said, I will give this trilogy is my second favorite of the trilogies. So like a nine and a half? A nine and a half. Okay. Fine. Okay. All right. I'll accept <laughs> what, that. What do you think I was going to put like a seven? No, I was, I was <sighs> thinking I was about to hear like an eight, which yeah, cause when looking at the whole, eight. looking at the whole trilogy, the first sixth, of the whole trilogy was trash. The rest no, of it was really stop. good. <laughs> you can't say trash. <laughs> oh, Dang, bro. Dang. <laughs> bro. Uh, is, it, is it just hot in here or is it because this heater is on? The heater's on. That's why it's hot in oh, here. Oh, sure. All right, you guys. This was a really intense episode of Empire. And probably really entertaining, too. Yeah, it's probably really fun. Yeah. And remember, our choices could probably change a year from now or next week if we watch them again. Like we, they go back and forth. So, I mean, mine always is four, yeah. five, okay. six. Mine I mean, mine is still going to be a ten out of ten. I'm not. Well, like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. But, anyways, well, this is <laughs> this has been. So next week we're going. Yeah. Seven, sequel. eight. Nine. Yeah, we're doing the sequel trilogy next week. So tune in. I I I want to say that it's probably going to be even more entertaining. I feel like it's going to be very predictable. The order. Predi- predictable, but then humorous. Uh, I think it's going to be really humorous too. Well, I think we Jeremiah. All, we Jeremiah, all know we're all going to have the same bottom. I'll I'll go take that prediction. Okay, I guess. That's but fair. I think Jeremiah is going to surprise us. 
I think he will. I he's think, already he he spoke so, a little too fondly about Canto Bite earlier. I could see no, it in his face. No. Anyways, he's he just trying to get arousal out of okay. me. Okay. So <laughs> he, next, he knows, stay tuned for part better. three. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned next week for part three on the Empire Radio podcast, where we're rating uh, within the trilogies. We're rating the trilogies, the movies, and um, that will lead us to another installment where we. I'd I'd like to do the anthology films and like the TV shows. Yeah, maybe group those. It's going to be more than a trilogy, but group those together, um, and then we'll end with the overall ranking. Yeah, the home run of an episode. Now, is that ranking of the movies going to include the anthology films, or are we just doing episodic films in that ranking? How are we going to do that? God, if we Ooh, in, if we Im, if we imp- if we include the anthology films, I feel like. There's going to be too you know, much. You know, I, I think we should um, leave it up to our listeners. We should do a poll on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and then they can decide if it's on both. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and it's a few weeks away anyway. Yeah, so, so. we'll get a poll set up probably sometime this week. Yeah. And then make sure you tune in to Clone Wars Saved, you guys. Episode 6 yes. is about to come out. Yep. We're going to get some more of your girl, Ahsoka. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, so make sure you tune into that. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you're in quarantine, you're like, I just finished Mandalorian for the second time, but I never listened to the Mandalorian podcast. Go you're back missing and listen out. It. So go make sure you go listen to that. Yeah. Also, like we said in the beginning of this episode, we are not going anywhere. Even if we're quarantined, we're not going anywhere. So we are going to come at you every week, um, every Tuesday and Saturday. So make sure you tune in for those as well. Right. Yeah, don't go anywhere, please. Don't. And nothing is trash. Nothing is <laughs> nothing is trash. And I'm and make a t-shirt. And we have a lot of trash. content. So if you get if if you not get bored, if you get finished, you go through one of them. Just start with the other podcast. It's the same person out. Well, I wasn't there for most of the Mandalorian, but it's it, great. It's, it's great stuff. So, it's anyways, well, like we said, this has been the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the force be with you always. always. Thank you.